In July of 1991, everything changed. A beacon of childhood innocence was abruptly taken away from a generation. Though he always insisted on his innocence, the damage was done. He would never reach the same heights of popularity. But Paul Rubens' most famous character, Pee Wee Herman, has endured in the hearts of millions. Today we'll discuss if an actor behind a beloved children's character should be judged by their actions, and equally so, forgiven. This week on A Problematic Podcast, we discuss the 1985 film, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a problematic podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Gray, and I'm here with my two favorite large marges. I have Devin and Matt. Hi, guys. Hey, buddies. What up? Okay. Um, I wasn't alive when this movie came out. Um, Fuck you. (laughs) I'm excited to talk about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, Or more so, I mean, uh, maybe... We can reflect on the life of Paul Rubens, right? Who sadly just passed. And also uh, all the controversy that surrounded him. Because, I mean, he was kind of an early uh, victim of, I guess, what is now considered cancel culture. He, you know, like he, he kind of, you know, like he, he does proclaim, he always did proclaim his innocence. You know, he said that he didn't really do anything. He was accused whether I believe that or not is one thing, but but still, does he deserve uh, to essentially lose his career? So, what was the exact controversy according to the the news and well, the tabloids? Well, so I mean, I guess like according to the news and the and the police who arrested him, uh, he was masturbating in a uh, X-rated theater. Right? It was a so, triple feature. So. A theater designed to yes. show pornographic material right. and touching of yourself was highly right. encouraged. He touched himself right. in a place that For, you're supposed a, to touch yourself. In a darkly lit place with no children around, with a bunch of other, I'll just say it, probably kind of pervy dudes. You know? like whether, and, and, that, and none of that is illegal. Uh, or no, none of that should be illegal in the court of uh, public opinion. Was it a, you know? like a private club? Or no, I think, just... I, think, I think that... I think that it's illegal to do that, but should it even be illegal to be fucking is a porno theater, right? You got arrested for being in right. a porno theater and in a porno theater, you're not supposed to not supposed to be jerky. You're supposed to be watching the film for film purposes, right? Because it has a good storyline <laughs> for, for it's a uh, cinemat- cinematography and uh, it's yes, amazing yeah. storylines right. and for all the oh, things that man. all the art, you might, you might miss some, miss some of that acting. If you're, if you're not paying close enough attention, you know, well, he got in trouble for that in 1991. And then in 2002, he got in trouble for having, uh, what they believed was kitty porn in his house. Um, uh, yeah, a misdemeanor. He got arrested. You want to talk a little bit more about what they found? So I have uh, that he. So he said that it was more like old, kind of old timey, artistic, uh, like you know, like you know, like kids casually posing nude. <laughs> you know, or you know, no, 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 like like you know, like I guess like back in the day, like kids just walked around, uh, you know, naked or whatever. So it'd just be like like a picture of, you know, like kids playing and, you know, just like, but like, or the equivalent of like your parents taking a picture of you in the bathtub as a little kid. Right. Like it's it, like that's an, I mean. an innocent fact. Right. It's not and a, he had, and he had like uh vintage pictures like that. Brooke Shields, uh, Brooke Shields posed nude when she was a right. child for artistic purposes. Um, literally he told entertainment weekly, you could say that I'm different, that I'm freaky, that I'm weird. You could say uh, a lot of stuff about me, but you can't say I'm a pedophile. That's just not a part of who I am. I'm not a child pornographer. Right. He did not believe he was. He had artistic photos of children. Like old-timey photos, like in a, in a box. You know, it wasn't like he had them, uh, like, or, like, you know, it doesn't mention, but, you know, like, he just had them. He said that the that the materials that were deemed pornographic were really camp, kitschy, 
Funny stuff from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. 90% of anybody off the street who looked at this stuff would burst out laughing and say, you're kidding me. Yeah, but if it's if it's not your kid, it seems a little bit more risque. Like if it's other people's kids in some sort of nude atmosphere, like well, it's... I mean, we're also we're also talking about the time where like people just like put uh, Playboy magazines on there in the middle of their, you know, coffee table. Yeah, I, I think like I think like, you know, like we're we are in that way because everyone likes to say we're more like liberal now. But in in sexuality, we're more conservative now. Yes. In that way, you know, but, but that's that's you being an adult. If you want to put well, I mean, uh, it's just yourself that, uh, out there as posing naked in a magazine, yeah. that's a little bit different than if a kid can't make that choice yeah. and put, put themselves out there and even in an artistic way. But what do you like if I came, if I went over to your house and you had a stack of playboys on your coffee table, I would be like, Oh, okay. Like right. okay. No, I'm talking about like people with like, like I guess in like high class, uh, you know, America, like in the, in the fifties, you know, like well, it was, it was like this, it was just like a, you know, like a, a thing to do was to have like, you know, Oh, we'll have a playboy magazine out on the, out on the coffee table because I'm a sophisticated uh, person, you know, he used to go to and the then, barber and, they used and to have now, them. and now we wouldn't think of that sophisticated. I picture Peewee, uh, Paul Rubens being like, uh, you know, like, Oh, look at this. You know, like, everyone's around it laughing at how, like, uh, how stupid the picture is, you know? Because it's like a, a kid in a in a stupid position, you know. Almost, like, not, and I don't mean like, like bent over or something. Because <laughs> I, 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 I don't know I don't know what it is, but you know. But it'd just be like you know, like a kid who at the time I don't know people were fucking different. I don't know. I guess I always use that as the way he makes it sound. It sounds like that suntan lotion girl, right? With the dog, oh, right? That and that's what I, and that's what I'm talking about is something like more like that where it's like almost like artist renderings of, you know, like, you know, just like cheesy and, and like almost like, uh, like, you know, just a looking back on how things have changed, but like people that collect art that factors in cause it is uh, a part of Americana, whether we like it or not. Mm, I don't know. It's, it's, it just seems a little weird to me without knowing any of the details. Yes. You're just going to assume that it was little boy dicks. Or little girl. That's visions. sort of like what you're implying is that, like, you know, is that he's a no, no. If if I myself, if if you were to come over here and yeah. there is just a stack of Polaroids yeah. of like odd, what of yeah, no, pictures, yeah. be like bunch of Polaroids. But the he's fuck? who has they, Polaroids? They didn't have Polaroids in the 40s and 50s, like he's saying. You know, like I mean, so obviously these were probably like like he's saying like the like the like the the tan line of the little girl is more like a you know, it's a painting a drawing you know like it's you know i guess it could be taken out of context depending on who's right. seeing these pictures but and if their you're, sensibilities. but if you're but if your job as a cop i'm i'm tr- not trying to like say that like that he didn't do anything but we don't know right no. but uh but there's not really other evidence that he there's that and then a whole next like 40 years of everyone who ever met him Saying that he's the gentlest, sweetest person on earth who never hurt anybody. Yeah. He sounds so, like a Michael Jackson figure. I was about to say the same like, could be said about Michael Jackson. Like where he, except he dated and married women. You know, like Michael I mean, like, Jackson for, for show. No, 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 no. I'm talking about no, but but not for like like Pee Wee Herman was or Paul Rubens. Like was everyone anybody says that he was a pretty pretty silly kind normal guy. You know, like. Conan just did a thing uh, like in remembrance because they were close from him being a guest. And uh, and he said, like, you know, uh, every year he would just like flood his inbox. Right. Of uh, with emails of of just like silly things like like, a you know, like, a you know, somebody like getting their face put like, you know, like into a cake, you know, like, like you know, like like just like things to make you laugh on your on your uh birthday just to, to help your day be a little bit brighter you know Aww. and uh and he's like that's the kind of guy that he was like no matter what he was just like kind of there for you you know and then then there's these sort of i mean and and 
I guess, like, I guess it maybe matters, maybe it doesn't, but uh, that was a sting. They were they were going after like a lot of people, and he was one of them. It wasn't like like you know they got word that he had these things and they were monitoring him. No, they just they were like just they were going after a lot of prominent people. To but I'm curious, it. who of notoriety did they go after as well? You don't know because he was the only one of note. So or the only one that that they said that something they, about, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, but but they happened possibly to find these pictures. I don't know. I mean, but that's the thing is, it's just like. Uh, I'm giving I'm giving him more benefit of the doubt yeah. than you are, but uh, but I mean I think but under today's circumstances, do you think that um, people should if there's like smoke, it's immediately fire? No, I, I don't believe in the whole right. cancel culture movement to begin with. Yeah, okay, uh, there right. has to be some sort of due diligence yeah. to ruin someone's life, essentially. Right, and that's kind of what I want to talk about. Today. Not not the uh, mob and pitchforks idea of like, yeah. oh, we're mad because they said we right. should. Be, yeah, let's get them. Rebel, yeah. rebel, rebel. I don't, I, mean, like, I, believe, I, don't, yeah. I don't believe that people should be automatically canceled for things like that. But I do believe where there's smoke, there's probably fire. Something, unless is, it's literally made up. But this wasn't it. So I don't really I didn't grow up with Pee Wee. Yeah. Pee Wee wasn't a part of my childhood. Uh, from what I hear, he was a mixture of uh, from the way you guys are describing him. He sounds like a mixture of like Mr. Rogers with a little bit of Michael Jackson and a little bit of uh, Richard Simmons. I'd say I don't think he's a little bit like any of them because he is he was he was playing a child, Pee Wee, right? So I, I think we should probably he's supposed to always be a child? say whether we're yeah he was playing a little kid. We kind should of, always yeah. we should always say whether we're uh, talking about Pee Wee or Paul Rubens, right? Because they're even though he was almost in those early days, he he uh, never was in public out of character. But uh, I'm like, talking about the character of Pee Wee, right? Herman. Yeah, so we're talking about Pee Wee. Pee Wee was a childlike. Right, so he was basically playing like a like a seven year old, about right. Because when I first, my first memory, uh-huh. and I want to get you guys' first memory of Paul Rubens. My first memory of Paul Rubens was had nothing to do with Pee Wee Herman. I was little when that all happened, uh, when he got arrested, and I remember his first quote-unquote comeback role was in the movie blow mm-hmm. with johnny depp and right. he was a drug drug dealer right that's how i first got introduced to paul i was like oh the, <laughs> right like, who's this guy yeah he was like, just taking roles at that point i'm sure yeah, yeah. so that's my first memory yeah. of paul rubens was the, a cocaine dealer in a johnny depp drug movie yeah so, uh, what was that like ninety seven or something like that? Blow, Blow was like in the in the mid to late nineties, right? Yeah. Ninety five or so. So, uh, I guess um, Pee Wee goes back to what I what I found out was eighty one, right? He kind of uh, he kind of came up with this character uh, uh, with the groundlings. Okay, he was a groundling in L A. and uh, and then he ended up with a he came up with it, uh, I believe, out of. Sp- Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, no. He came with the character beforehand. Uh, he auditioned for SNL, lost out to Gilbert Gottfried, right? And, uh, or maybe that was later, but I don't know the timeline. But then in 1981, with Phil Hartman, uh, uh, SNL, he wrote uh, his 1981 special, right? His HBO special, which is the one that he was able to really popularize this character and get everything you know, for the next uh, decade, essentially for the next uh, almost 11 years, he was able to use that character in multiple movies and uh, the TV show. Yeah. Uh, but he was always in Pee Wee, right? He kind of like, he liked that, uh, that Pee Wee was his own thing. Whenever he did interviews, whenever he did a press conference, he was in character as Pee Wee. He was never Paul. Well, yeah, for uh, the movie, it, was credited as Pee Wee Herman played himself. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was not Paul Rubens credited. Yeah. And I, upon seeing it, I was like, wait, what is that in there? Yeah, at the Paul time, he, he was not 
Paul Rubens. Yeah, he was always a separate person. Yeah. Because in the movie, the movie was confusing. To <laughs> How so? Well, just because, like, when I first start, when the movie first starts started, and they had all the, th- those are dogs. If you hear any of that, those are <laughs> dogs. Um, and they're just living their life. Sorry. Um, so the movie first started, I was like, who pays for this? Who pays for all of this? Because he had that. Independently wealthy as fuck. Yeah. Like, I was like, because yeah. that was the first thing I thought of. As a grown adult person, I'm like, who the fuck has, the, how does he have this money? Right. And So I thought that he was an adult. But now you're telling me that Pee Wee was a kid? Right. Uh, so, I mean, I think a lot of uh, things Suspend that I like. Sus- so, yeah, as a kid, I would say not as an adult. Now, as a kid, uh, and then it just continued on to my adult. I've always felt like a certain sense of like burden. Right. And I never like, like I just, it was just a burden child. Right. And I always liked characters that were just so free and happy go lucky. You know, they were just, just complete, uh, children in that way, you know? And, uh, because I guess I never really felt like I had that. And, um, and you know, uh, I guess sort of why I always like, even when I got a little older, my peewee uh, love turned into like me liking the jerk, right? Which we just talked about on a recent one, because he he just sort of just goes with the flow, right? And he doesn't have to worry about like the details of things; it just works out. Um, but you know, I like and and I guess like by not making that part of the movie, him needing to worry about the money in that way, it uh, it frees up just the adventure just happens at him, you know, like, like everything easily. I, I, I like that about the screenplay. Everything leads into the next scene without, uh, without needing to like, uh, get trying to like create a scenario where, you know, Oh, this is how he meets this person. He just like gets thrown out of a, out of something and rolls into a, a train he's running away from this person the train yeah, that. everything that happens he just he just he just winds up right in front of the next uh adventure yeah well i want maybe we don't have time for it in this segment but i want to know you guys first memories of cuz you guys seem to i know like i said i know paul rubens from blow mm-hmm. and then i know him from stand up right which is insane like, I like for not- somebody of my generation, it's completely insane <laughs> yeah. that because most people don't even know that he ever did stand up. I, I did not until you mentioned right. it today. And it's not really even stand up, stand up. It's more just like character work. Yeah, it's like it's not stand up. Yeah, like, it was a it was a play. Yeah, yeah it's like his yeah. one man show. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, it was he, his HBO special. Yeah, he would do like his ah, ha, ha, voice and like shit. Yeah. And it's like, oh, OK, <laughs> like, but what did you guys know him as growing up it was peewee it was from peewee's playhouse it was did it come on saturday morning or am i mistaken mm-hmm. with that saturday morning yeah. uh saturday morning and it was um him and his group of characters and the the word of the day and uh that was my first introduction into um cowboy curtis um mm-hmm. lawrence fishburne yeah, larry 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 I'm, I'm sorry larry fishburne as he's <laughs> credited early in his career um he was always just a a funny character with antics and he had numerous other little supporting characters and it it was kind of um, whimsical and yeah, it it was, but it was also like it was educational. It was, it was trying to, to better kids to not only just keep them occupied, but it was, it was to make them learn things for me, be better people for me along with it being um, so, so lighthearted, which was something I think I, I really, 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 uh, I still like really silly comedy. Like the sillier, the better. Uh, but um, I liked uh that that it was weird, right? Like it's yeah. so weird. But I've it was, always nineties weird. I've always loved things that are weird, almost for weird sake. You know, like you're not like trying to like make like anything out of it. You're just being weird because that's what you are. You know, you're just fucking weird. And weird is okay. And that's that, that right. was like the whole right. point. I was, like you I was can, a weird kid. Yeah, yeah. You, you can be as, as weird as you want. Yeah. It's fine. We're all together right. weird in this one right. weird house. And, We're yeah. all a family. And, it and, doesn't and matter. And you notice one of the things that happens to Pee Wee 
is very rarely does anybody think that he's weird, right? In the movie and, and throughout most of it, he comes up and he's like, right? And then, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they're like, they're like best fucking friends, right? Yeah. They cut to the next scene and, and they don't even show like this, the, the maturation of this friendship. They just, he's got something about him that people want to be friends with. And that's probably another thing that kind of as a kid attracted me to that, you know, except for that guy that was trying to beat him with the dinosaur bone because he thought that he well, was, his, yeah, with, he thought that he, stuck with he kept, say, he kept saying slightly in induendo ish, uh, things. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Which also I've always wanted someone to put it to me that way. Yeah. Watching this movie, <laughs> watching this movie, I was like, this movie was made for children Yeah, because I caught, all of the adult things in this movie. Also, as a child back then, uh, I you don't, you don't, you don't get it at it all. It sits in your brain right. for years, and you and memorize turns these you into things. Pervert later, in you life. memorize these lines, and you don't realize that they're that they're actually uh, no. weird or pervy or weird, you know, silly, and you know, you just you just think that it's a line, you know. All cartoons that were made in the nineties, like even uh, but SpongeBob was a later one for all of us, and that heavily innuendoed if, if you watch it as an adult with that mindset you're like how are we letting kids watch this with that kind of joke i, I watched i was i was freaking like a fucking senior in high school watching that show are you and i not not doing drugs just i, I liked it <laughs> i liked it i also liked blues clues i liked the art in it i thought blues clues was awesome that dude not problematic by the way. no no not, not problematic at no all. it's actually not steve mm. never steve never uh got he wasn't problematic about anything no his drug use was is that problematic for him I mean, to have a, a an actual life outside of his his job? Depends on the drugs you're doing, I, I, I suppose. It's not like snorting little boys or something like, <laughs> like that's not problematic. Is that a new drug? <laughs> you're making it sound like hey, I mean, you come over you know late, those, later and you know those little boys with those me? problematic drugs. <laughs> wink, wink. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking okay, about? Okay, there there are more recreational drugs and more problematic drugs. He wasn't. That's not what I heard. But it's okay. And also, it's all after he fucking left the. He was. It was he in, left the show. He became. I a, thought it was why he left the show. No, no he left the show knew. because he, he was, wanted to further his career as a musician. He oh. left the show because he, he literally did not want to go bald on television. He was right. losing his hair. Well, that was he, that. But also, he wanted to be a real musician. He started yeah. a band. Huh. Yeah. Then I and was now he's back. Yeah, you were misinformed. Thank you for admitting oh, that. My lord, I fucking love Steve. Gee, Man, oh. that dude's a treasure. Oh. Now he's back. Because nothing else worked out. Uh, uh, maybe the highlight of my uh, my I call it a career as a as a graphic designer was one of my uh, professors in school was an artist on Blue's Clues, and I was like, I was like, this is the big time artist on Blue's Clues. That's why you're biased. I, knew, I fucking knew it. No, it was way before that. I was a senior in high school, just fucking like watching Blue's Clues, cracking up, laughing. Uh, there's something it. about it I loved. Probably just him snorting little boys. <laughs> well, when we come tell. back, we're gonna uh, we're not gonna talk about snorting little boys anymore. <laughs> Whatever that means. We're gonna get into uh, more of Paul Rubin's life and career, and this movie right after this break that we're gonna take because Still, I don't know we got, what we got. Little boys to snort apparently. <laughs> apparently. Whatever that means. <laughs> We're back to talk about Pee Wee Herman or Paul Rubens or however you know him. Um, his little gray suit was adorable. I live for that little gray suit. Yeah. So my, I have a question. Yes. So at the beginning of this movie, we're looking at Pee Wee Herman and he's doing, well, besides the, 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 the Tour de France bike dream scene. Yeah. Uh, when he wakes up and he's has all these contraptions and whatnot. So is he brilliant? Yes, like an idiot savant almost. Right. Uh, I think is that the, the preferred nomenclature no, these no, days. No. I don't even know. I think that he that he um, is either either literally literally supposed to be a child, which is which could be right, or he uh, is uh, in arrested development because he is he had some you know like um, like a 
like mental like, trauma, a huge or, or no, or, like just like he he inherited an insane amount of money, right? And so he had he does have endless money. It seems like that, and he gets people to like just like how no 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 this there they do kind of inadvertently answer that question because Dottie is the one who puts in all the contraptions on the bike, so he's hiring people to build these things for him. Yeah, but also he is having all the contraptions and gizmos at his house that he seems to be That's well a, versed in. No, what I mean is, is that and the inherently uh, rich thing, their generational wealth. It seems that he's not as wealthy as you're making out to seem because he has his arch nemesis that is the that, overly wealthy asshole kid well, that's but, trying to but, steal but his but bike. But he has a, but, but so kid, the difference, loosely. so the difference would be is he lives with his dad. So it's his dad's house. Mm-hmm. But if a really rich seven year old wouldn't have fancy things, they would just have silly things like toy, like really, really expensive toys essentially. So, so uh, that's how uh, I had always kind of heard it and, and seen it was that this is what what the house of like uh, a millionaire uh, seven or eight year old would look like. It would just be other than the fact that he obviously has someone cleaning after him because he just eats one bite of cereal and leaves the entire thing on the table. So someone has to come behind him. His dog. Uh, yeah. His dog. Uh, uh, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so um, and what happened to this? Fucking pancakes. That's what I want right? to know. Yeah. His pancakes are sitting on the goddamn ceiling. And next, they're on his plate. I didn't. I need to see that. I need to see what happens. I'm curious. This does not check out. I want to build this for my kitchen. I need to know the logistics of it. I I want to know how different the house in the movie was to the house on the show. Because completely, yeah, completely, different. completely. So the house in the show was more whimsical. Like the like his furniture was alive. Like a Blues yes. Clues house. It was closer to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's closer to you that. You had uh, Cherry. Yeah, Cherry and the Terry. Talking Chair, Terry the Pterodactyl. You had Jombie. That is yeah. the thing that I remember, is that giant chair. Because oh, I've only seen clips, where, and it scares the shit out of me. Yeah, with the arms. Like, it moves. It had Like, the seat is a mouth or something. Uh-huh. Am I remembering this correctly? You're remembering it perfectly. Yeah. The seat is a mouth. It had teeth. Yeah, I hated that. I hated that. They were dull. They were dull. You remember Jombie, the blue like genie so looking the, guy. Uh, so here's no. the thing in and the in the television. It, uh, no. Devin, did you ever watch the uh, special, like the stage show? I'm sure I did. So, but when I was like when I was like 13 since. or 14, uh, I watched that, and it was it was on HBO. It was for adults, and uh, and it is actually completely loaded with like uh, sexual innuendos on purpose, right? And at the end, uh, a package comes in the mail. And it's Jombie's hands, and he puts him in there, and he's like, "Finally, there's something I've been waiting to do." <laughs> Jombie gets hands. Oh God! All right, fair. I, I mean, I, I don't know what you was trying to do. I was a little kid. I don't know. It was, it was just play Maybe video, to wait play video games or something. Hi. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's something he wanted to do. Did Paul Rubens getting arrested the first time? Um, I don't know how old you guys were, but did it ruin? what you thought of him as a, when you first started watching Pee Wee's playhouse. So it happened coincidentally, uh, a few months after they had, uh, canceled Pee Wee's playhouse. Right. So, uh, the last season wasn't over, but they were done. Right. So they were, they, they had already weren't going to renew it. And, um, and I guess the way children's shows, uh, ran back then they they like the second half of seasons was just a repeat of the first half anyway right um and uh so they uh so he was was still very popular but he was all like the brand was already waning you know or else they definitely wouldn't have done that but but they pulled everything off of the shelves but what how i remember it so i would have been like 10 9 uh he um was through the purview of late night television monologues and things that like my dad and his friends were saying, and they made him sound like a child molester, <laughs> right? They did. They were just like, they were like, Oh fucking fucking pervert, you know, like all this stuff, you know? And, and they and, hadn't and, even and, found the, and I don't think my dad maybe might've been the one saying that. I don't know. Uh, cause I mean, my dad always watched that show with us. He thought it was funny too. And, uh, so, um, you know, uh, so I'm not sure, but I remember thinking like he 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 was a bad person now, 
because I didn't understand. I didn't, I literally didn't know what he did. I I didn't know what that was, you know. So like I just I remember thinking, oh, he's a bad person now, because everyone says he's a bad person now. My question is, who ratted him out? Was it a staying inside the theater? Yeah, I think it they, was a they raid. Just, they just the raided. Theater. They just raided okay. the theater, and they he had someone the was theater. like, "He's in there." No, I think I think he just happened to be in there because he was he was basically unrecognizable. You've seen the the shot. Yeah, he, he had, he had like long Johnny hair Devin and a Blow. beard. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, so I mean, I think like he was in there thinking no one knows who I am anyway. But then of course he gets arrested, and then they check his ID, and he's he's a celebrity. <sighs> you know, it happened to Victor Garber also back in the nineteenth. 19- Victor Garber is an actor who was in uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane and so many other things. He's an Academy Award-dominated actor. Uh, He was gay back when you weren't supposed to be in the 1940s and 50s. And Victor Garber (laughs) was in uh, a... Oh, no, I'm calling him Victor Garber. That is not his name. Victor Garber is a very famous gay actor now. Thanks for joining the Say Things Wrong on this podcast. <laughs> um, I forget, it was Victor. I want to call him Victor Hugo. I know his first name was Victor. but he, Call him Big V. He also got caught in a sting where he was an actor. Like He was doing very well in uh, movies, in like the talkies and stuff. And they literally, he was at a gay like hookup place. And they ransacked, like the police were like, today's the day we're going to decide to ransack the fuck out of this gay hookup place. We're going to fuck with the gays. Right. Because because, because fuck them, because, you know, probably because they were all fucking closeted or something, you know, (laughs) nothing else to do that. Yeah. So they wouldn't let me in last week. Right. Let's get them. Yeah. So they went and uh, and the same thing with him. He was a B list supporting actor very much a character actor did not think anybody would notice him got arrested and his career was ruined so that happened but he wasn't canceled by the public he was just canceled by hollywood did hollywood cancel paul rubens or did the public cancel paul rubens the public well i mean and then hollywood joined in because he stopped being um profitable profitable right yeah but you know, it was definitely the public. I mean, I, that's what—that's my remembrance. Uh, is late night TV, and uh, and um, and just like the the talk of my parents, you know, and their friends. I never was, knew about it actually. The, really? Uh, the uh, whole right. I'm a opera- little this thing operation. Well, him getting busted. Well, for because that until years later. Well, so and and then that shows slightly the difference. What like you were like seven or something. And I was not, you know, like, like you're a little bit, little tiny bit more aware when you're uh, just that much older. You kind yeah, of like yeah. pay attention a little bit more. Maybe and if you hear your parents talking about, it, I don't think I remember or cared that your my pa- parents and, were and, talking uh, about. And my it. parents uh, are at the time were younger than your parents. Right. So they might have been more like, you know, shit talky, you know, like your, your parents might have been. Over, yeah. Your parents might have been over that, you know, like they didn't care as much as uh, about about, you know, Hollywood gossip but i i don't even yeah even if they they cared they didn't prevent me from oh they didn't prevent me from watching the show anymore because i still remember watching it up until you know like 11 12 13 yeah yeah it came back okay yeah i think they stopped airing it for a little while and then they started airing it again yeah and then when i was in my late teens early 20s is when i heard why yeah it started coming on it started coming on i think in the afternoons years later uh, it was, you know, in, you know, but, uh, did, did it tarnish your opinion of him when I was when a the, little kid? I so mean, I mean like later on when you kind of understood what the whole thing was, absolutely not once I, Me once, neither. once I realized that that was most likely, uh, well, or no, once I realized that like, sort of like the ethical issues of a bunch of like, uh, horny dudes all just like watching, uh, non uh like you know like like the like there's no no indication that it was a triple it was three movies playing that day yeah any of those were uh like had anything problematic in them except for maybe just the porn industry in general is problematic right but like there was nothing there was it wasn't like it wasn't kids it wasn't gay like like there was nothing in that time that it was just you know the fact that 
it's illegal to have your dick out in that place. And uh, I, I think the whole the whole thing was not even that because he had his dick in, out and got busted for that. I think it was because he was a child icon. You can't yeah, have a child. Right, 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 right. No, no. What I mean is, but the actual charge. Yes. Yes. Right. Is public indecency. Right. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. In, yeah. I Which, think that that was yeah. the thing that that tarnished him is what is the fact that he was a child like he was this child's icon. Right. And right. Cause there was, there was a whole other bunch of people in that who, who we don't know about. Pee Wee Herman. Like, uh, <laughs> it's a different time, I guess. I mean, like, uh, either, either he bought VHS or, uh, Betamax, uh, 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 porn, or he went there and did it. And I think like that was, a um, it, you know, it was just like, that's how you watched porn of a for a generation you know and uh and so that's what he did or he liked the excitement of being in public and being like i'm famous and nobody knows i mean in those things it's not like they're sitting next to each other there's like 10 dudes maybe all like with uh, with like 15 seats in between them all basically alone you know you haven't sat sat next to a dude in a theater and just pulled it out (laughs) (laughs) just saying daniel you wink, you wink, and it's just like you're like an understanding that uh, we're, look at mine, we're look about at to yours. do this, and <laughs> this is cool, right? Yeah, perfectly acceptable. Yeah, just don't jizz on me, non public. Just the seat in front of you. <laughs> like, how does that uh, logistically? How we does that make, work? We should make shirts of that. Are there little like Kleenex boxes? In, in, I mean, what? Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what they like, you get: popcorn and napkins, like popcorn and tissues. <laughs> You have to be really careful not oh to get. Oh my god! Yeah. Never mind. We're, we're gonna we're gonna steer clear of the rest of this. Oh my god! Oh uh, my god! Sorry, Bap. <laughs> I don't like this conversation. Oh Probably yeah, not. Bap's not here. Yeah. Um, we miss you, Bap. We think you're great. It's uh, Bap is off, saving the world, one shot of rumplements at a time. There we go. Uh. Until we see you again, Bap, uh, we miss you. Because I would love to hear what you had to say about Pee Wee Herman. And we are missing so many Bap facts right now. He would have so many of them. Um, I want to know your favorite part of this movie. Uh, there's so many good parts, and upon rewatching it, I just kind of was being very nostalgic. It's, of course, there's the iconic uh, barroom scene where he's uh, he he gets a cook's shoes from him and does the tequila dance on top of the bar to win over the biker gang that he is pissed off by. Again, shushing. again, no matter what, everyone loves it. Exactly. Because he's a gent, like everyone can sense, like oh, he made a mistake, but he's a genuinely he's a, good right. Person. He's a, he's um he's almost an innocent bystander in his own life. Yes, um, it was either that or the other iconic scene for me when I was a kid was the Large Marge scene. Yeah, I, I love uh, so Tell I mean, Large Marge. Uh, sent uh, I I couldn't even pick like a uh you know like a, an actual like moment uh but which i right really there i really was, was t- you, it was 100 tim burton that right. whole like, right. oh, of course the the, the, an, the animation yeah, yeah the animation yeah. of and, large uh, marge but like uh i really liked um i always did like the almost like horror elements like when he first realizes his bike is stolen and there's that clown oh yeah uh like uh uh with the arms just sort of like uh the you know robotically moving and it's like laughing and taunting him it clown uh, I'm sorry. It looked like the it right, clown. yeah, 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 and and he and and I mean it is like a a, a pretty horror esque moment, you know. It's cool. Uh, and then there's like his dream sequence where the clowns are yeah have him on a uh, messing with his bike. And- well, I mean, I guess so. That would be him after his after he he wrecked the uh, immediately. That might be one of the funniest things is when he's leaving the uh, the bar on that motorcycle and just goes perfectly straight and wrecks it immediately. It takes him literally three seconds on that bike before he's in the hospital. Um, I love, of course, I love Morgan Fairchild as Debbie. Dottie. Dottie. Uh, whatever her name yeah. is. In the remake of his life. P.W. Herman. Um, I thought that whole thing was funny. Morgan Fairchild looked amazing um 
Large Marge was the only part of this movie upon rewatch. I was like, I rem- I knew, I knew that part. Yeah. It was the only part that stuck in my head uh, from when I saw it, however old I was when I first saw this movie. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't even remember how old I, I knew that I've seen it before. I think I saw it with my uh, sperm donor. Yeah. I think uh, here's something that I wonder what your experience with this phrase is, because when I was a kid, everyone was saying, I know you are, but what am I? Did you hear that as a kid at all? I heard dumb people say it. Right. So everybody was saying that when we were kids. Yes. Everybody was, I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? Is Pee Wee Herman the guy that made that? Yeah. Yeah. That, I think I think that phrase was from that movie. Oh my gosh. I have so many things. Uh, now he's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? Uh, I loved, uh, I love that, uh, like his, like him in the, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even be able to like pick like rewatching it yesterday. Like I, I, I can't even like pick a favorite scene because every time like a new scene comes, I'm like, this is hilarious. Or the uh, the snakes is another one that stood yeah, out for me I, uh, as a kid. I, I, I've mentioned that in my life a lot of times because every time that like so uh, the first time I remember like noticing a snakes moment. So he's uh, he's saving a bunch of animals in a from a pet store that's on fire, right? And as he's saving them. He's picking up, uh, you know, all the dogs, all the birds, all this, right? And every time he passes by the snakes, he like he 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 looks at them like that's the most disgusting thing ever. And uh, one time I was cutting my grass as a kid, I was probably like twelve, and there was a dead rat that just was just like like had been beheaded in the uh in the yard, right? And I'm like cutting it, and every time and and I'm getting closer and closer. The, my my lines are coming closer and closer to me figuring out what I'm going to do when I get to it. And every time I had like that shiver that he visibly has. And I'm just thinking, I'm thinking and as a kid, I'm thinking, this is just like Pee Wee. <laughs> this is the snakes in Pee Wee. And I, I notice moments where, where people do that. You know, like you see, like, like we work on bourbon street and there's like dead animals and, and you could see like, huh. and you could see like a person every time they pass this turd on the side of the sidewalk or something, they go, you know, and I'm just like, it's like the snakes and peewee. Every time you walk by a seafood restaurant in the French Quarter right. and the trash cans right. are outside, you're like, Ugh. I'm like, and, and in my head, I think that's like the snakes from peewee. <laughs> yep. See that. Um, I also thought it was funny with that woman. Uh, the you don't have to go. Oh, uh, uh, the one who wants to go to Paris. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, and she or, was like, uh, oh, Simone. And she's like, I'm going, Pee Wee. Yeah. I'm going to Paris. Au revoir. Au revoir. And it was obviously she was going to Paris, Texas, right. and not Paris. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's on a bus. Right. Into, I was yeah. like, I was like, okay. Hey, maybe right. she was taking a bus uh, if, to the hey, airport because she was with the the French dude. Tell me, at the end tell with me French something. Fries. Tell me something. So she's like, oh, Pee Wee, right? Like it's like uh, like if she's not like a a gay icon, I don't know who should be a gay icon in this movie. Um, other than Large Marge, maybe. But there's a whole article here about. Paul Rubens and the enduring queer legacy of Pee Wee Herman yeah. by Entertainment Weekly because the gays love the TV show. The TV show had uh, Pee Wee had had uh, uh, drag on it. Yeah, they, they had drag. Uh, I thought they was, had Larry Fishburne. Uh, he was just dressed up as a sexy. Or maybe, oh no, 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 no. Maybe there's nobody. Cowboy. No, yeah, there was nobody. Yeah, but it was just yeah, it was uh, it was drag adjacent. I guess you know. Yeah, it would be like uh, yeah, and maybe not actual drag, huh? No. Well, they talked about the, the Christmas special from back in the day. I thought, hey, oh, uh, no, no, it was just like always, like kind of like just like gay uh, adjacent. Okay, yeah, it was always gay adjacent. They talk about in this article. They're talking about how uh, Pee Wee, uh, about how the convict fell in love with Pee Wee, um, and how Pee Wee didn't really, he wasn't really like. Ugh. He was just like, huh? Okay. Oblivious because he's a seven year old. Right? You know, like he doesn't know. Well, there's yeah. moments that he's like, or, or, what you in for? What'd you do? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, when so, he notices the handcuffs, he's yeah. like, so what'd you do? Right. And then that shows that he maybe is, uh, that he either watches a lot of TV. He's a grown ass Because he's sort of right like, because like he really, really embraces the character uh, to be his wife, to be the, the, uh, the convict's wife when he's like, He's like, he's like, ma'am, can I ask you to uh, walk out of the car? And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, no problem, officer. He's like, I just wanted to see that outfit in real life, you know. And he and he does like a little twirl and stuff and shows off in front of the officer. And uh, and that and then 
when they get back in the car is what you're talking about, right? And and they're just driving and the convict guy is out of character and he looks over and Pee-wee's still just being his wife, pretending <laughs> like they're alone and he's just being a lady in the moment. And in the apparently in the new Pee-wee movie that came out in uh, a few years ago, he platonically falls in love with Joe Manganiello's character. Yeah, yeah. Um, and embarks on a quest to leave his hometown, mm-hmm. where he's been feeling trapped, and as of late, a feeling to which many queer persons can relate to, to head to New York City for Joe's birthday party. I I never saw the new Pee Wee movie, mm-hmm. but I was the gay guy that moved to New York City. You were Pee Wee. Because I was like, I need to get the fuck out of this town. Yeah. And I moved to New York City, not for Joe Manganiello's birthday. Um, if you could go back in time, that probably could, would have been a good reason to move to. I mean, I did get to meet so many celebrities, um, including Coleman Domingo. Hi, Coleman Domingo, who broke every single bone in my body in very good ways. Oh, those good memories. It's for a different podcast. Uh, I mean, if that's what Pee Wee wanted. We could do the problematic uh, um, stories podcast. If that's what Pee Wee wanted to have Joe Magnello do to him, (laughs) I'm saying it fits. Um, What fits? Me and Pee Wee. (laughs) I understand. I understand Pee Wee. I'm going to go watch this new Pee Wee Herman movie. I haven't watched it either. So Where he falls in love with Joe You haven't seen it either. Man, I was a day oneer. Yeah, I watched it right. I didn't even know it out. came out. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go watch it where he falls in love with Joe Manganiello. I'm gonna go see it. It's super platonic. I mean, it, because he's a child. Yeah, but so yeah, right? so is his relationship with right. Dottie. Every yeah. time, every she's every like, single thing, take me out. Right. He's like, Ugh. right. He's just like, girls, gross. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that's probably another thing as a kid that resonated with me. Right. I didn't get it. Like I, I was just like, you know, uh, I mean, Dottie, although huge crush on her when I was a little kid. Like it's yeah. sort of like is maybe the everlasting uh, imprint on my like I kind of am into like those like sort of like quirky uh, like tomboys sort almost. of tomboy yeah. right but like still kind of feminine right is is definitely a hundred percent the type that resonated throughout my life. Now, did you have a crush on her while she was Elizabeth Daly or when she became the voice actor known as E. G. Daly? <laughs> uh, this movie, right okay. Here. When it was strictly the uh, gravelly yet yeah. high pitched voice of Tommy Pickles. Tommy Pickles, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She was Tommy. You yeah. don't hear it if you if you rewatch it yeah. or uh, hear anything else she does. You'll hear Tommy Pickles' yeah. voice. She was a singer too. Uh, have you ever? Uh, uh, it, it's a she has a cool singing voice because it is so hoarse and so high. It's uh, it's a, it's just such an interesting Odd, voice. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really interesting voice. Okay, we're gonna take a break because I'm gonna go listen to EG. What was her EG name? EG Daily. I'm gonna go listen to EG Daily be Tommy Pickles really quick, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna my continue. Future, my future wife. We're gonna continue our uh, love of Paul Rubens and all his legacy of all things that he did, because he is apparently a queer icon and an amazing person. So we're gonna talk about all that right after this break and we're back talking about Paul Rubens in his career his iconic indelible legend that he is i don't know if that was a word (laughs) so where do you guys stand i mean did he i guess deserve to lose his like entire like um career over this right he had to rebuild uh through like sort of like character acting uh on the side he was never like the star uh after this uh did he get what he deserved no, I don't. I don't believe what he did was that egregious to cancel his entire career. I don't think it was at all. I think it, circumstantially, um, he was doing something that most likely most people do in 
that sort of environment. But I mean, if he did it like in a park or more in a public place, where you're saying not, if he was George Michael, what did George Michael do? He got he, he had, got, got, blow, the, got blown in a uh, in a public, public bathroom. bathroom. Which is still a private space. Yeah. I mean, right. if it was out in the open that anyone could just see that's different. I mean, no. Okay, so so uh, would you say like that's sort of like the hierarchy, though? Like, neither one of them are are like cancelable offenses, but George Michaels would be worse because it's more public. It's not, it's not a place, it's not a, a place literally denoted for um, for that. Like, basically, Paul Rubens was in a place that, look, we know what's going on in there. It's a porn theater, you know, as opposed to a did, bathroom. Did we as a culture cancel Bill Clinton? What did he do? <laughs> I mean, he was- uh, no, he, uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I, I think that ultimately, I mean, like, you know, he was not canceled. Right? No, at all. I mean, he, some people were upset I'm sure a lot of the right was more upset just because it was the right and he was on the left and they were yeah. like, see, see what happens to right. the other side. This is, this is what happens. Right. Uh, of course. But, I mean, it, like politically, uh, the, the other side's always going to villainize when they have a chance. Yes, That's right. Yeah. But you're going to get Linda tripped. No one cared really about the egregious things he got caught doing as I mean, the rewatch, of rewatch the like, uh, the, I mean, Okay, so I guess care is like it, it matter like whatever that word means because as far as like you know like I was talking about how like uh, late night television like went to town on uh, uh, Paul Rubens Paul Rubens it was much more on Bill Clinton there was n- nothing on late night television that wasn't uh, Bill Clinton uh, you know associated but it was more like a bro kind of thing. It was like, Oh yeah, way to go, dude. You, you did this. Like a lot of people. That on is both sides. not how that's my, not my how household, I remember it. That's not how my household uh, was because they're, uh, my parents are very Republican and they were like that disgusting. Person. We didn't talk about it. Right. I think, I think <laughs> not a lot different. of things were discussed in the Jones household. Right, y'all, y'all, y'all only bottle. Y'all bottle. That's right. Every, we bury every feeling and emotion. Yeah. And never have a uh, yeah, family no. discussions. No, I mean, no. Um, my, no, I, I, my parents were n- very uh, very offended by a sitting president uh being uh, doing what he did you mean getting caught doing what he did because most sitting presidents are engaged in of course we know that you know my parents historically it's it's very documented yeah yeah my parents more blamed monica because how dare she do that right and uh my i believe my grandmother was like, well, if Hillary was doing what she was supposed to be doing, then he wouldn't have been stepped because they liked Bill. And that's a very oh, right, exactly. And that and that's my point is it almost doesn't matter at that point because the people who want to defend him are going to defend him, and the people who don't are going to exaggerate the offense. It's kind of sort of how I feel, you know. Like, and that's why on all of these, I fall into the um, if it's not hurting anybody, you know, like I take like a a hard 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 middle ground that it's not my fucking business you know i don't care if no one's being hurt but it's very situational on what's being hurt like physically hurt or we're talking about emotionally hurt because somebody could have very delicate sensibilities and say this situation offends me a person or or hillary because that's the person who got that's the victim in this right and monica I'm going to say Bill Clinton was the victim in this. All right. All right. I mean, I'm just saying like, like, all right. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about anybody's personal lives right now that might mirror this situation. Um, I believe that Paul Rubens got railroaded in this whole thing. I don't think it was a, I don't think they should have raided that porn theater. Um, you rate a porn theater, you know what you're doing. I don't, I think that he was uh, scapegoated because of the fact that he was a children's. He was an icon of children. Children's actor. Uh, and I, he was a role model. Like, you can't have be, a role model do that. They wanted him to be asexual. Right. They didn't want him to have any sex. However, uh, his, they wanted his, him to be a kid. His show had been, was off air. 
Well, not off air. It was not being produced anymore. Right, but it doesn't right, matter. Yeah. He was still he's still supposed to be a Ken doll with a smooth general so, area. And it was, so it was here's the, the thing. Trying to here's the thing. Because they they would feel like they're responsible. Well, like how dare we let our children right. watch this? We're bad parents. So, so here's the thing. That's where the outrage the came in. As the exact age, right? Devin and I. Devin didn't know what happened, right? I only knew because my parents were the ones who told me. Therefore. Th- our parents, the people who canceled him, were the ones that made him the villain, right? He could have been doing that in a theater, and we would have been completely unaffected by his personal life. We would have, would have only known Pee-wee as the childlike figure who uh, everyone loved and everyone wanted to be friends with. And instead, they made him a pervert, right? Because they told us. We never needed to know that as children. No, yeah, but I agree. he was he was a professional who kept his 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 professional life and his private life separate, and and the that early 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 cancel culture that was I guess blossoming at that time uh, was the thing that made him problematic. He didn't have to be problematic. No, he was I, doing I, that in the dark. I think a it was literal. Dark I think it was guilt. Theater. I think it was the parents' guilt that made it problematic. They because want, they, almost like like my culpable. kids are my kids are fucked up because of this guy. It can't be because of me. Exactly. Yeah. But they felt culpable in some way, and they didn't want yeah. to assume responsibility. Right. The, so like the, it's his. The fault. fall of Western civilization is because of people like him. I'm not. I'm not taking part in this. Yes. Okay. Also, he probably didn't have the resources well he probably he did have the resources but he probably didn't know how to the, the handle, pr team yeah how to handle the situation yeah. because yeah. kevin clash oh yeah had the Elmo. same thing yeah. happen to him like yeah. he, he, fan he, of uh, i fucking love the the muppets i'm a like maybe not personally a fan of jim henson but i fucking love the muppets i think like, it's brilliant you know and uh and i always thought elmo's voice was awesome like Kevin Clash, like is a great voice actor. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a great puppeteer, great voice actor. Yeah. Uh, was found to be seeing underage gentlemen. Yes, he was, and knew how to take his resources and bury that shit so no one ever. I mean, he still got fired from Sesame Street, and, he, and there's a whole documentary about it. But yeah, but he there's also a documentary. Uh, uh, defending him. Yeah, yeah, there's his documentary where yeah. he talks about his like life, being Elmo or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's a good documentary. It's great it, it, because he hired good people to defend him. Yeah, it made him look great. It did. It did. And Paul Rubens never got that chance. He didn't have that wherewithal. The yeah, PR savvy. Yeah, to defend himself. Instead, he just went away. And then came back to where I saw him as a drug dealer in a Johnny Depp Blow movie. <laughs> you know, you know that role that he's known for. It's the one that I. Know I remember him for. Uh, uh, many years later because I guess like I was not too privy to. Uh, was it Dunstan? Checks in. Checks in. Yeah. Uh, so he was he was like the villain in that movie too. He uh he was like the guy who like wanted to like uh who who was hired to get rid of the the orangutan that was living in the uh hotel and and he was like the pest control guy who came in and had to like uh essentially kill Dunstan. <laughs> I know him from Blow. I know him from Thirty Rock. Oh yeah, where he was some sort of prince in one episode. What about what about uh? Which one was he? He was uh, uh, in Nightmare Before Christmas. He was Locke of the uh, Lock, Shock, and Barrel, the the triplet, the three the three kids, who uh, the the henchman of Oogie Boogie. Mm. He was he was one of them. Wow, really? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. We also talk about uh, a Nightmare Before Christmas on our other podcast, How to Slay. You should go check that out. Absolutely. Yep. It was an amazing it's a classic episode. It was a great episode. It was a great time. Um and if you listen to Hollis Slay, you should be listening to this podcast right now. I mean and probably and Blood Rain. <laughs> oh all Blood Rain people. <laughs> all my Blood Rain people. I mean 
all my blood rain people should be listening to this. If all my blood rain people were listening to this, we should have ads. Right. And listen <laughs> to this and listen to uh, uh, Holloslay, a blood rain po- podcast, right? It's a, That's it, right. It's a, it's a, it's a side so, podcast. So did y'all notice the Tim Burton influence on this movie? So in a lot of the, the Tim dialogue and, and Danny Elfman. So like when you really, when you really, uh, so like you, uh, Devin, being like a person who knows Pee Wee's Playhouse, right? You can really tell the difference between Pee Wee's character, right? Because uh, I, I wanted, actually did want to talk about it. Thank you for bringing that up. Is that uh, what is the, um, like, you know, you can sort of see them, which could have been combative, right? Because they're so different in that Pee Wee character and everything that Burton does, especially back then. Mm-hmm. And and instead of it being like at odds, it does sort of come together, right? Like Pee Wee does have like that dark undertone. Like when he's going to see the, the, um, uh, he, he, uh, he goes to get his fortune read and he's, and he's like in a dark alley and he's, and he's, I want this, right? And he's like, he's dark and angry and wet and it, uh, and it, and it does work because it's so stupid. Yeah. You know, like, like Tim Burton knew, that he could bring in some of his personality as long as, uh, or maybe Paul Rubens knew how to take that dialogue and make it serious dialogue and make it it so stupid yeah, yeah. and just make it so tongue in cheek that it works or else you would have been like, where does this come from? This is, isn't this pacing and this, uh, mood doesn't match Pee Wee, but instead you can tell it's like almost like something that Pee Wee saw on TV. Like he's being he's being something that he's seen before. He's pretending because he's like when I'm in a when people are in bad moods they act like this. Yeah, you know it's not really him being in a bad mood. Now another person I wanted to bring up that um, I'm, it escapes me whether or not he was a writer or a producer on this was Phil Hartman. Mm-hmm. Um, right, because they collaborated a lot. Yeah. Yes, and he also had uh, like a very minor part at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you had mentioned something about Phil Hartman. He helped him write his special. He helped him write his special. They co-wrote. They co-wrote his HBO show, <sighs> the one that made put him that he was able to sell he everything because of that. They co-wrote that together. Yeah. Good for him. Love Phil Hartman. He's great. Well, gone too soon. So did sure. his wife. Indeed. Yeah. Obviously Except for not. when she didn't. No, obviously not. Yeah, loved him too much, according to her. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Except for when she hated him. Um. That's a shame. That's a shame. Could you see the influence in, because I see the difference knowing him from his, what I call stand-up, his one-man show. I see the difference from that to this movie. Um, so th- I guess there was a lot of iterations of Pee-wee. Right. There was the stand-up Pee-wee, the watered-down children's show peewee i guess because well yeah that's that's fair that's fair it was it was definitely a saturday morning version of peewee like this is like first we're gonna make fun of children's shows now we're gonna make a children's show this is gonna be right right yeah because i mean like i said there was it was adult humor in the original special it was adult but like also really 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 childlike and silly yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like, I think maybe in the very beginning he actually was supposed to be a kid. I think he was supposed to be a kid. But uh, but uh, the original special was an adult version of um of his of uh Pee Wee's Playhouse. Right. It was using a lot of those characters like Jombie. You know, like like so so it was so uh in that way. The this movie is sort of uh neither here nor there. Right. Like this is a standalone thing in a way because it started off with the playhouse version of things. And then there's this, and then there's the playhouse version of things. And then there's a uh, big top peewee. Saw that in theaters. Yep. Uh, and uh, it's not great. What is and that? So he, he joins a circus. Yep. Cause you know how things just happened. To there's him? more than one movie of this. Yeah. Big top. Big Pee-wee. top. Pee-wee was awesome. It's, I like it. Unfortunately, it is probably the worst thing out of the Wee franchise. Unless you want to say that the new one is just because it's, 
it's sort of like a nostalgia thing. You watch yourself. You know? Like I mean, no, you never even watched the new one. No, I'm saying like oh, you love Big, Big Top Theory. Well, we, it's was, not as good as yeah. no, it's not. Yeah, I mean, that's right. I mean, like if you're gonna say like I mean like Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Pee Wee's Playhouse, an argument can be made that either of those is the best thing Pee Wee wise. Nowhere does Big Top Pee Wee come into that conversation. Yeah, wasn't there a lot of more more romance elements in Big Top Pee Wee? Yeah, it was just a it was more Hollywood. Okay, okay. Was he dating Debbie? Uh, it was all new characters. There was nobody. Or Dottie from, yeah. or whatever her name is. Dottie. Yeah. I don't think Dottie was in it. No. She said she got that Rugrats that money now. In a couple decades. So. Yeah. Me too. But uh, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. She was getting that Rugrats money. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that Paul Rubens deserves all the credit he was getting. Um. Also, I am so sorry that he suffered in silence with his cancer. Um, I'm glad that he's getting the recognition that he deserves now. Um, do you guys have anything to say about? Because you guys liked him more than I did, based on Pee Wee. I like I said, stand up. I knew him for stand up. What a weirdo. Um, <laughs> do you guys have anything to, else to say about Pee Wee Herman or Paul Rubens? I mean, queer besides, icon. I mean, I did not know him as a queer icon. I thought he was just very eccentric, but you know, I have a very limited. I think, uh, I think that in a way, I think that that. that, uh, that non-sexual innocence that, uh, the character had is, is pro gay in that way. It just shows that he's, that he, that you fall in love with him, a male, right? Uh, uh, you fall in love with him regardless of, of like uh sex right you fall in love with him as a as a person you know everybody every character in this movie loved him right they all yes. showed they all showed up for his premiere at the end and it's because he uh because they loved him you know they were all like so happy to see him and Back support seats. him well the, it, he you was know? viewed as more of an asexual character than right but, I mean, than, that's what i mean is is that, is that uh that pro gay though but but i mean but that it doesn't have to just be about wanting to fuck if, no, to actually, love it to love another man it was, it was there was no you can love a man without wanting to have sex with ultimate them, friendship right and yeah. that is pro-gay in that way you yeah, know because one... it's because it's anti uh it's pro uh you know male love right like that that men can love each other and it doesn't have to just be dicks and butts <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, the innocence is gone now. I can't watch Pee Wee anymore. On that note. Thank on you. That, on that note, um, thank you, everybody. Have a great day and a good night. Good night.